Hey, what's up family? This is Soulful Mentor. I'm your host, Sammy, and this is a space for every kind of person, bringing you nothing but vibes, conversations, spiritual talks, and motivation. This podcast will be sure to help you grow and offer you advice when you need it. Every episode features uplifting advice, spiritual talks, a bit of motivation, and insights into my life. From real stories and inspiring guests, I can guarantee you'll find something that you can relate to. Let's grow together. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode. Hit me up on Instagram and TikTok at sammy.jt so we can connect or if you want to appear on the show. So let's get started. Hello family and welcome back to another episode of Soulful Mentor. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that has been plugging in, has been supporting. I hope everyone is well. I hope everyone is blessed. I don't know if it's just me, but I've been feeling really tired recently, absolutely shattered recently. And I don't know what it is. I've been getting my full seven hours but I've just been feeling really, really tired and I don't know if it's just me. So let me know if it's just me. Uh, I hope it's not. I know a few of my friends have been feeling the same way. Um, But yeah, let's just get into it because I've got a lot to go through today and I want to kind of give you all the source, all the information that you may need. And today we are going to talk about attachment styles. And attachment styles are a way in which we relate to other people. And this is formed from early stages of our life so in our childhood and once it's formed it stays with you and is played out in how you relate and communicate with the people that are around you the ones that are closest to us so our friends our relationships our caregivers parents whatever it may be and understanding our attachment style can also lead us to heal our attachment style and understand that this is not a label that stays with us forever it can actually change and it helps us to understand the relationships around us okay so you know it expresses how we relate to people um it shows us how we express our needs and how our needs are actually met and how we need them to be met if that makes sense so since children are helpless you know they are born without language um our attachment styles develop and evolve in this era okay and it evolves as a matter of survival and obtaining our basic needs and how we get those needs met so you know when you're a child we communicate by crying to alert our our caregivers uh our needs um we learn to communicate in a way that helps us get what we need and what we want for our very own survival so this could be you know what we want in a sense where it's food affection love trust you know the consistency and protection and but most importantly you know the presence of your caregiver the presence of the loved ones around you okay and a number of things play into our attachment style and this can be from it could be from trauma, it can be from, you know, environmental factors, and it can also be from social conditions that you've grown up in. Um, Now, before we get into it deeply, I want everyone to understand that your attachment style is not your forever style, okay? It doesn't define you as a person, it doesn't, you know, make you who you are, it is just a kind of something that, you know, you couldn't help because of how you grew up okay and 
I just want everyone to understand that we can get to a secure attachment, a healthy attachment, and that comes with healing and helping you understand, you know, your needs and how you would like them to be met and can help you within your relationships and your connections and to kind of develop a a healthier kind of healthier connections around you. So the first one I want to go through is the secure attachment. So secure attachment is probably one of the healthiest attachments there is. Um, and they these are children that grow up with plenty of love um, and support and it's consistent love and support from their caregivers, okay? I'm going to say caregivers because obviously some people they have parents, they had adoptive parents or they grew up with their aunties, uncles, whatever it may be. So caregivers. So these children grew up with lots of love, lots of support. And this attachment style can be from a child that had their needs met, okay? The parents maintained a healthy connection with their children. Uh, The parents were always responsive to their child's needs and allowing their child to discover their own independence, okay? So this can be from example, you know, if a kid is playing in a park um, and their the child hurts themselves and falls over okay the parent then allows them to respond how they want to respond to that situation so the child can you know get up brush it off and carry on and the parent allows that to happen or the child you know responds by crying getting upset and the parent soothes them make sure that, that that they're there for them and gives them that the comfort that they need at that time okay so it's a very healthy relationship and the parent or the caregiver is very responsive to their child's needs, okay? And as that child grows older, they are able to distinguish between moments when they need parents to comfort them and when they can actually comfort themselves, okay? So what does this look like? So the characteristics... um is when disagreements occur within adult relationships, they can comfort themselves as well as their partner. They are confident, their partner is present for them, and they even, you know, have healthy disagreements, are able to sit down and have kind of conversations, and it the disagreements or the arguments don't actually lead to the end of the relationship, and they're not fearful of that, okay? So securely attached couples seek to you know repair and comfort okay comfort and repair their relationship to understand and to be understood within that relationship as well as having their needs met they are also providing the needs of their partner as well okay that is a healthy securely attached relationship okay so they enjoy healthy intimacy both physically and emotionally and securely attached couples normally last long-term they have trusting relationships and they know when to give each other space, okay? And this is when both of these parties are securely attached. And securely attached, okay, um, is a completely healthy. You understand boundaries, you understand the needs of others and we honour both the needs of yourself and the needs of your partner and you feel comfortable sharing your feelings, okay? So that is securely attached um, there's not a lot to say about it. It's just a very healthy kind of attachment and it is attachment where we all should be working towards. If we understand that that is not currently us at the moment, 
then we know we have some healing to do and stuff that we need to work on, okay? So the next one I want to talk about is avoidant attachment. And people within this style tend to keep intimacy at arm's length or to diminish the importance of relationships, okay? This attachment, it generally occurs from when the caregiver is absent, is unavailable, is, you know, they could be physically or mentally ill um, or otherwise incapable of meeting the child's needs, okay? The child tends to withdraw and just figure out stuff on their own, okay? So when you see, you know, your the children that grow up too soon or grow up too quickly and are very mature for them age, their age, this is normally avoidant attachment forming, okay? And this avoidment attachment tends to become you know, this child tends to become overly self-reliant. They learn by experience and if they need something, they understand that they need to attain it themselves. That's what they understand it to be. They are very independent and that independence develops as a need to avoid neglect or avoid rejection. So they never felt like they could go to their caregivers for support or for care or for soothing or whatever they needed at the time. And these children that develop into adults with this attachment style, they often feel guilty or shamed that they need help or are they are having their needs met, okay? So often these children seem very mature and they grow up too fast, okay? And the characteristics are you tend to build walls and create distance to avoid being hurt. You tend to kind of distance yourself from others. You over-focus on yourself. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But when you avoid having relationships because you are scared of having not having your needs met or whatever it may be, um, that's when it kind of goes into an era of, you know, you may have an avoidant attachment, Okay. So you have difficulty expressing yourself. Um, You sometimes set difficult and unrealistic boundaries. You know, you could have one night stands, short term relationships to avoid commitment. You want companionship, but are also scared of being hurt. So you avoid emotional closeness. Uh, You tend to be over analytical and you have a tendency to dismiss emotions. So you give the impression that you do not care about your partner. You do not care about your friends, whatever it may be. Okay, so much of this attachment style is fear based. Okay, it's fear of rejection. It's fear of shame, uh, fear of guilt. And this can result in, you know, superficial affairs that never deepen. So, you know, relationships or commitments that don't last a certain um, a long time or you know it's just kind of here for a bit of fun to kind of fill a little bit of that void if that makes sense okay so healing from avoidant attachment is understanding where you are what attachment style you have and taking calculated risks by actually sharing your feelings and allowing vulnerability allowing yourself to be vulnerable and allowing yourself to express your needs while also allowing your partner to express their needs as well because avoidant people tend to come across quite cold so you know just let yourself be heard and let your partner be heard as well learn to ask for help when it is given 
oh learn to ask for help and accept help when it is given my bad and engage in activities that include your partner so offer to actually go out and do things together offer to kind of open yourself a little bit more and learn to find comfort and calming within your relationship so you know it is small steps take baby steps it is not going to be you know you changing overnight completely and I want you to think more of this as a journey rather than a destination of this is where I need to be you are going to have hiccups along the road you are going to have fall-offs you are going to have things that tend to kind of throw you off course and you feel like I can't be bothered anymore this is too much I don't want to open up whatever it may be you are going to have these moments and that is okay because this is how you grew up and this is how you have created that kind of shield for yourself to protect yourself okay so take those small steps into your journey of understanding where you are what your attachment style is and learning to try and allow yourself to open up and teaching yourself that it's not actually that scary and that is okay to meet the needs of someone else while also having your own needs met okay you shouldn't feel guilty for having your needs met okay so if you have a partner that is avoidant it's really easy to kind of feel isolated or on your own within that relationship but understand this is just how your partner has been wired okay so respond to them in a loving way and don't pressure them or chase them or press them to open up just allow them to be who they are being while also having healthy conversations with them and allowing them to know that you are there when they are ready to open up because forcing someone to open up it'll be fight or flight mode okay and that is not the healthiest way to kind of try and deal with that okay so this attachment style has little to do with you as your a partner and more to do with their childhood and while how they grew up okay so don't take their silence or their distance personally because it isn't you okay so that is avoidant attachment style next one we have ambivalent which is an anxious attachment style okay so this is ambivalent and when i've done the quiz i'm going to um put the quiz link in the description box below so you guys can do your quiz and find out if you don't actually understand what attachment style you are you can do the quiz and find out where you are on your attachment style and understanding and when i've done the quiz i've done the quiz probably about last year and I had ambivalent attachment style and anxious attachment. And I was quite shocked, to be honest, because when I develop, you know, relationships or when I am building connections with people, I tend to stray away or protect myself or run away before they kind of leave me. But after actually understanding what it actually was, it made a lot of sense to me. And I've started taking the steps to build healthier connections, to understand where I'm at on my healing journey and my healing process and what I can do to kind of build healthier relationships and connections with people. Okay, so ambivalent attachment style, this attachment people, they deal with a lot of anxiety. Okay, they deal with a lot of anxiety about having their needs met or feeling secure in being loved or lovable within a relationship okay and this is often developed from when a child needs comforting and their caregiver 
um, can sometimes seem annoyed or put off by the child's when they need um, soothing. So example, you know, again, we'll go back to if a child falls over and hurts themselves and the child is crying um, and the parent ignores that child, okay? And when the parent ignores that child, the child then cries louder and screams and goes into a traumatic, you know, tantrum to get the parent to then respond, okay? And the parent can sometimes seem, you know, off-put or it can, they can sometimes seem, you know, um, annoyed by having to deal with meeting the needs of their child or soothing their child, okay? So it's often developed from that kind of scenario. Um, and this can sometimes you know, when the child needs soothing, it can sometimes lead to discipline. Uh, other, ti- other times, you know, it can be very mix and match. So other times parents can act overly consoling or dramatic uh, when the child hurts themselves. So the parent might sometimes be loving one time and then often distracted other times, which results in an on-again, off-again um, parenting, parenting style or an inconsistent responsiveness if that makes sense so you know the child doesn't know actually what to expect when they do hurt themselves and they do require their needs met they don't know if their parent is going to come or the parent is not going to come okay and this leads to anxiety due to unpredictability of that situation so as a result people with ambivalent attachment styles they tend to ignore their own needs and they essentially become a caregiver or a smothering person to their partner, okay, and I'm not gonna lie, I was guilty of this, I was that person, and I didn't actually realize I was doing it, I just kind of felt like I'm not having my needs met, and the way I expressed that was very unhealthy, rather than just understanding that, one, if my needs are not being met, and I've actually communicated that, communicating it in a healthy way, for one, um, and if that's not being met, then remove yourself from the situation. And I didn't ever understand that. I just wanted to draw blood from a stone, essentially. Um, so, yes, we can come across as smothering to our partners, okay? And in some cases, these children are expected to care for their parents or their younger siblings. They may be put in emotionally complex situations because they are developed enough to they aren't developed enough to understand them okay and the characteristics tend to look like you know we seek out love and approval from others while having low self-esteem or little awareness or recognition for our own needs okay we tend to put other people before our own needs and we tend to not know what healthy relationships look like you have a constant need to connect or be closer to your partner. You may feel unlovable or undeserving of love. You fear abandonment or you fear, you know, um, losing that connection with someone and you find ways to avoid that abandonment, okay? You have a fear of losing your partner and their connection and you often get anxious, um, fear or angry when your partner fails to respond, Okay. And with this, 
healing ambivalent attachment is what I've had to do. It isn't an easy process because sometimes you still don't realize you're actually doing these things and you're acting out of, you know, your survival mode of how you grew up. So breaking that cycle of behavior and taking those regular small steps and trying to pause yourself in moments and understand, am I responding in a healthy way right now? Okay. And questioning yourself and recognizing and meeting your own needs as well, because relying on other people to meet your your needs and, you know, throwing a tantrum to get your needs met is not how it's going to happen. Okay, so do things for yourself that you would do for others and ambivalent attachment. Normally people, they literally do the world. They give the world to other people while their world is currently empty and and broken okay and understanding that we need to put ourselves first make sure that ourselves are good first before we can express and give to others okay so do things for yourself that you would actually do for others and calm that inner voice because i know all too well that voice in your head that be playing with you and that be winding you up sometimes we need to calm that inner voice okay so sometimes telling it to shut up sometimes telling it i need to be calm today sometimes telling it i don't have the evidence to feel how i feel right now like sometimes you'll go crazy because they're not responding to your messages they're not responding to your calls and you don't know why but you're playing all of these scenarios in your head and winding yourself up and creating that anxiety within inside of you okay so calming that inner voice and being patient okay and avoid desperate actions of attention or pushing your partner away so posting stupid photos um or indirects or you know things to make your partner jealous is not the way to go forward okay so give your partner time and space as well and don't kind of be all up on them all the time and if you are someone that is currently with someone who is ambivalent um their behavior can sometimes it can be overbearing or it can be confusing so we just need to understand how your partner's needs are need to be met and also how they are wired okay they are likely they likely require additional reassurance they sometimes need additional reassurance and we need to listen and be attentive okay so encourage independence while not telling them you need to go out and do this like i think it would be healthier i think it would be better if you do this i'll do this you know we'll come back at the end of the day whatever it may be and we'll catch up with each other okay and placing those healthy boundaries within your relationship and be consistent because inconsistency will trigger their attachment injury okay so just understanding that and understand that these are things that we can help heal from and we can take the steps to be in a secure attachment place okay i am working on it i'm not fully, i'm not fully fully there yet but i am working on it and it all starts with recognizing when you are acting within a place of you know, need um, and des- not desperation, I wouldn't say the word is desperation, but you're acting a place where you need your needs met. And we sometimes forget that we can actually provide our own needs, okay? So the next one is disorganized attachment adaption, okay? And people with this style can get stuck in a threat response or swing between avoidant and ambivalent. So they can switch between avoidant attachment style and ambivalent attachment style. Uh, without much of a pattern okay so it can be very hot very cold okay and often these children grew up with a caregiver that was 
threatening, unsafe or scary, okay? And when the child needs comfort, rather than soothing them, they are often met with discipline or accusations of not being careful. So if this child, again, were to fall over and hurt themselves, they are told, well, you should have been more careful. And they are actually met with discipline rather than soothing, you know, taking care um, and giving them the love that they need at that time. They are often met with punishment for not being careful enough, okay? So rather than comfort, they are faced with the situation that the person, that the person that's intended to comfort them becomes then threatening, okay? So many of the behaviours that lead to disorganised attachment are fear-based, okay? And leave children with unmet emotional needs, okay? So the desire to connect is a natural human trait okay and yearning to please caregivers or parents because of the fear of abuse or neglect or you know or both can lead to over independent avoidant and also anxious ambivalent um style okay because we tend to be hot or cold okay you either you don't want to you don't want to go to that parent that is supposed to provide that soothing kind of response because you don't know what reaction you're going to get. So you either learn how to deal with it on your own and become, you know, avoidant or you become really anxious because you really require that and you really need that kind of love. You need that kind of soothing person to tell you that you're going to be okay. Just kind of brush it off. You're okay, whatever it may be that you need to hear at that time as a child okay so the characteristics of disorganized attachment uh these people think relationships are scary okay and they associate intimacy with fear but also feeling the urge to connect okay so dissociation is common self-absorption absorption so being self-obsessed and a strong need to be in control. Uh, they may have flashbacks or revisit tra- traumatic experiences in memory. Um, they're often easily startled or alarmed. And they're constantly vigilant for danger or shifts in mood. Okay, And they can appear to be checked out sometimes. Okay, So heal- healing disorganized attachment is understanding yourself and your, new- your, ne- your unique challenges first. Okay, You can seek therapy. Or speak to a specialist and identify those in your life who make you feel safe. And when you think of these people, notice the feelings that arise within you. So do you feel warm? Do you feel calm? Do you feel relaxed? Do you feel comforted? Whatever it may be and understanding those feelings and requiring those feelings within other situations. Okay, so having a disorganized attachment partner. So if you are with someone that is disorganized attached um, it can seem like an absolute roller coaster, but just be patient with them, okay? Be clear with communication and avoid mixed signals, mixed me- messages, okay? Try speaking to them in a calm and consistent tone of voice. Don't try and shout at them. Don't try and change your tone of voice. Don't react in a certain way because this will trigger their trauma okay so check in with your partner and always ask them if they are okay and if they're comfortable okay it is so important to help 
others while also helping ourselves heal our attachment wounds because we need to understand this is not our fault okay this is how we grew up okay and the first step is always understanding so that is disorganized attachment partner and i just want us to understand that you know this is not a place where we will be forever you can work towards secure attachment and that comes with you know working on yourself and i found that meditation really helped me a lot and speaking to the inner child of me that did need that kind of did need that you know that soothing kind of parent that did need that kind of response um that did need to be looked after um it really helped me talking to to that inner child in meditation um, and letting her know that she is safe that she is okay and that really really helped me a lot um on youtube they do have a lot of meditations for specific types of attachments that you can use that will help you and if you're not into meditation you know listening to podcasts or seeking help online you know there is support groups out there there is people out there that can help you and can give you really good advice on how you can better become um and create healthier relationships and be within healthier relationships okay and I want us to understand that we normally find ourselves in relationships that reflect our childhood. So, example, I grew up with sometimes having my needs met and sometimes not having my needs met, okay? And that reflects in the love that I look for because that is the love that I am used to. That was what love looked like to me. So, people that were often cold towards me or didn't show me a lot of love or whatever it may be, I recognise that as love, so would attach myself to that, okay? And it's really important to understand what is actually love and what healthy love looks like and to not be so attached to the love that we grew up with because that's probably not the healthiest love that we could have received, okay? And it's not our parents' fault. Our parents sometimes have trauma that they need to be going through as well, that they need to heal from, that they didn't realise they were doing at the time, whatever it may be. It's not always our parents' fault. They just they done the best they could well for me my parents done the best they could that they knew how at the time okay so just understanding that you know if you are attached to a certain type of love because of because of your childhood understanding that and understanding what a healthy relationship actually looks like and to start taking the steps to be in a healthy relationship or to change your health your relationship into a healthier one and that all comes with communication understanding how each other is wired um, and understand how your relationship makes you feel you know you can always always there is so much support out there there is therapy out there and speaking to the ones that you do feel safe around okay um i am going to drop the link in the description box below of who i um done the uh, attachment quiz with she also has a book um she has a lot of information there about attachment styles and it's www.dianepaulheller.com i'm gonna drop the link below she is amazing she has taught me almost everything i know when it comes to uh, attachment styles and understanding her work is often amazing and just understanding that we are wired for secure attachment okay we have the equipment to heal ourselves and deep down all of us are designed for intimacy connection awareness and love okay and we deserve love we deserve our needs to be met we deserve happiness and healthy connections and just understanding that and taking those steps towards that so with that being said i hope you guys got a lot of value today i hope you guys understand where you are on the spectrum 
and start taking those steps to a healthy secure attachment okay i appreciate you guys for always plugging in i will be dropping an episode next week so make sure to click that bell just under social mentor so you can get a notification when i drop another episode give me a five star if you enjoyed this episode and i appreciate you guys for always showing love and support and have a blessed rest of your day night morning whatever it may be and take care